Hey, my name is Anthony O'Connell. I'm a man with a high voice and a podcast. We do a feast or pass, rate it one to feast, great dining experiences, and more. Dan Eaton is a journalist. He's been writing about restaurants for over 15 years. A friend claims to not like pizza. Dan talks about how restaurants can have great food, a great backstory, and still fail. Is fine dining carryout worth it? Should restaurants charge customers that order water and add their own meal? Three must-try Columbus, Ohio restaurants, and more. Super casual Taco Bell feaster pass. And if you need to separate it between sober Dan and drunk Dan, I understand. No, no, not in this case. This is this is feast. I I also had this. I haven't had it in a while. I've, I I kind of went away uh, from it. My wife is not a fan, so that has somewhat impacted uh, my consumption of Taco Bell. But um, uh, but the other the other night I stopped and had um, oh I forget what they're promoting now. It's like a crunch crunch wrap thing. Mm-hmm. I was curious about it. So I had that and I realized it's basically the chili cheese burrito, but in a different geometric shape. So that's a feast. <laughs> I do too. It's very simple, very satisfying. So now we're going to get into the one to feast. It's like a scale of one to five, but instead okay. of five, we say feast, we have fun here. Chicken wings, one to feast. This is going to be controversial. Oh no. I'm going to do, I'm going to do two. Whoa. Uh, I, so two evolutions. Like number one, I actually don't like having my hands get dirty. So eating chicken wings is has always been a slightly stressful situation for me because I don't like my fingers being dirty. Weird, weird quirk. I can get through it, you know. But um, uh, but the 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 uh, invention of the of the boneless wing has just allowed me to uh, uh, be lazy. And there's more breading on it. I mean, you know, they they are breaded. So and I actually tend to like that breading that holds the sauce actually a little more than the meat a lot of times. And I'm also a big cauliflower wing person, so I could, I, I would, I would rank both boneless wings and cauliflower w- wings uh, uh, over regular regular chicken wings, probably nine out of ten times. So that's fair, man. Now, are you a ranch or a blue cheese guy? Blue cheese. Blue cheese. Yeah, I, me too. But I'm not anti ranch. Like I, I think yep. it's fine. It gets a bad rap. Which do you have any theories on that? I, I was actually considering doing like a YouTube video on the history of ranch because mm-hmm. it's always like weirdly. People either love it or hate it. It's so strange to me. I find that really interesting. I, I, I wonder, um, not not to get too too heady about this. I, I don't even know if it's a taste thing. I wonder how much of it is a, is a cultural thing. Because I was about to make a joke, like, dude, I'm from Ohio. Like, I eat ranch dressing, you know? Right. And, and it just, it's, it's like ranch is such a go-to joke about Midwesterners, yeah. you know? Um, or, 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 or people of, of maybe lower... Uh, 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 lower economic or, or, or social stature. Um, but I like ranch. I, I eat ranch with pizza sometimes, you know, uh, craving for that. Yeah. And the thing is too, is like with pizza, I think that's a, a people, at least on my Instagram, people get upset with me when I dip my pizza and ranch, but you know, you only YOLO once. So I'm going to dip away, baby. <laughs> I am too. I am too. Hey, you know, I, you know, Mikey's ranch is, ranch is one of their like go-to sauces. A lot of people offer ranch right. as a sauce to dip pizza in. It's not that weird. So I have a friend, this is a very unpopular food opinion. She claims to not like pizza. And I say claims Hmm. because I just find it hard to believe because there's different crust levels, thicknesses, thinness, like different toppings. I just can't believe that. What do you think of that? Not liking pizza? Is it possible? I I don't believe it. Yeah. I am am skeptical of that person. So yeah. uh, Now I guess, you know, because I I, I describe food, certain foods a lot of of times this way as like, I, I don't I don't necessarily crave it. So like I would eat it, but is it, that's certainly not pizza. Like I like pizza and, and often want pizza, but maybe it's that for him or it's it's not so much that he doesn't like it. It's just that he never really wants it. But every now and then he'll have a, have pizza and it will be good. But I'm skeptical of a blanket. Like I don't like pizza. Yeah. 
like I know people who have who have pretty bad you know allergies or lactose intolerance issues so they have to they have a real basic pizza and they still like pizza Right. I think I think they're just trying to be quirky and fun. I think I think yeah. it's trying to be interesting. He's 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 the guy who doesn't like pizza. That's his thing. <laughs> I'm right? talking about him on the podcast. So. <laughs> Do you have any unpopular food opinions yourself? Man, I, I I thought as as you brought this up, I thought you might ask that, and I don't. Let me think. You know, one one that comes to mind. I'm not a big sweet potato guy. Like I don't dislike it, but that's almost a perfect example of what I was talking about where it's like, I'm almost never in the mood for sweet potatoes. Like I will have them and they're fine, but people, particularly like sweet potato fries, it seems like people are like, oh, sweet potato fries, man, they're the best. And I'm like, you know, I would rather just have regular fries. Oh, me too. I don't oh, want sweet man. potato fries, but, but people seem to disproportionately really like sweet potato fries. So I don't know if that's controversial the chicken my chicken my chicken opinion chicken wing opinion may be uh, uh uh like you said somewhat controversial on that i'm just down on chicken wings they kind of gross me out in a lot of ways i don't know if i if i if i had prepped a little better i could probably come up with uh uh with some more oh here's one this is a this is a location specific one how familiar are you with uh ohio university not very okay well there's a very popular mexican place there called casa that everybody loves and I just don't and that is very controversial amongst uh, uh, OU people I won't go into details you know people can have their things there's a lot of charm to it but I have just even dating back to my college days uh, have just never really been a fan and that is uh, that is very unpopular amongst uh, OU Athens people so. would you say it's the main issues with the food or the service or the vibes and ambiance or maybe a little everything it's it's a little bit of everything for me like i'm not you know and i haven't been i haven't been back in years and it has like it's quirky kind of college town charms you know and i think that's a lot of why why people like it but it's just you know it's kind of a little bit of everything it's just i will admit it's it's not for me and uh they do they do very well they're very beloved they do not need my business <laughs> um they are they will get along just fine so so on the on the positive side, what would you say creates an amazing dining experience to you? The best dining experiences have all of it, right? They have the they have the good food, they have a good uh, uh, environment, they have um, they have good service. You know, you can still have a good experience if if one of those things isn't hitting, but the but the very best, you know, kind of hit on all those things. And it doesn't even necessarily mean you know fancy. Like you know, there's a lot of great food trucks, and part of the the experience is is like being at the truck and mm -hmm. and uh, you know sitting down at a picnic picnic table and in, in, in that type of environment. So it's not a um, it's just um, that that whoever's doing what they do, that that they do it well in the way that they do it. Yeah, I agree. I think all of that is important, but I would like to add that I think the company you're with is very important. Yeah. Like, with a really good friend or like you with your wife or whatever, like mm -hmm. with someone that you love and care about, it's just fun to chat. And like, sometimes even if you go to a bad restaurant, but you're with a funny friend, you can kind of like roast the place and just have a good mm -hmm. time in that regard. So. Well, that's absolutely a hundred percent. And there are times where you can have a bad, certainly related to that, you can have a bad experience where the, where it's not the restaurant's fault at all. Like they're hitting on everything, but your company either isn't good or, or, you know, maybe someone else in the restaurant, it's an irritating experience for, for whatever, for whatever reason. So certainly the, um, uh, the company you keep is, is, is important as well. You know, I think about the same things with, um, uh, uh, movies, you know, sometimes I think you, you enjoy like a movie or a TV show, maybe a little more 
depending on who you're you're sharing it with or, or music or like a concert i guess it, it applies to, to lots of things whereas if you're by yourself um you know it's a different experience from you know being with people you like hey just wanted to say thank you so much for listening so far if you're liking it please subscribe tell a friend if you're loving it please give us a five-star review so since you do this for a living where's like because I, I always tell people i'm not a food critic i'm a food fan and i mm-hmm. like those things that i love and whatever but being that you have to go there with a little bit more of like a like a studious approach or like a career-oriented approach how does that affect your dining out um you know what actually it, it doesn't affect it that much uh, I can get to, to to some examples in a second, but but one of the nice things when I describe my job to people is one of the nice things is not being a food critic. You know, I cover the business side, so it, that's fairly straightforward. This place opened, this place closed. Here's something interesting or different that this business is doing, and this is why. That's a lot of what I do. But I never actually, even though I'm a human who likes to eat, so I, I have my own internal opinions on on food. Like I never have to uh, professionally share um, those those opinions, uh, which is nice because it helps maintain relationships. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it it does. There are. You know, I run into the thing more where it's not necessarily the, the the restaurant or the food, but like depending on my relationships with people, like I will be driven to go to like I like to, you know, just as even as a as a person, there's also the professional aspect for me where I like to support the businesses that I cover. And the flip side is frankly, there there are some that maybe I don't have the best relationships with and I just don't go to those, you know? So, so it's not that different from a, from a personal, my professional relationship isn't that much different from a, from a personal relationship and that, you know, you, you go where you feel comfortable and the, see the people you have good relationships with. And So do you feel like you, you have good, like closing radar, meaning a lot of restaurants fail and you're on the business side. Do you feel like, you know, when a restaurant's going to fail? I do I actually I actually do you know certainly not always right but you know one of one of the the anecdotes I usually share is that when it, when I'm talking to a business owner uh, a restaurant owner and if they're so focused on the food and they have a backstory about oh I just make the best whatever and I I decided to get in the restaurant industry like that's such a red flag to me. Yeah. Um, it, it, well, it doesn't mean that they don't know the business, but I, I find, cause again, I ask business questions in interviews and, and you just get the vibe from sometime from people sometimes that, that they're, they're, you know, not that they don't have good intentions going in it, but they don't understand some of the business aspects. And that's often, you know, that's, what's going to bring them down. Like they can have the best food in the world. If they don't know how to run a restaurant, um, they're probably not going to make it, you know? So, yeah. so that's where that kind of radar comes in is, is writing about, you know, food businesses for 15 years, you know, you, uh, there's a lot of similar backstories. And, it, and even if you have that backstory, it doesn't mean you can't be successful. It's just that, you know, when, when it sounds like someone, when someone comes across, like they don't grasp the business aspects of it, then they, they probably don't grasp the business aspects of it. And that's, that's, um, you know, that's always a, a worry for me. You know, sometimes I talk to people, I'm like, oh, I come out of the interview thinking, oh, I hope this works out for them, you know. So, and then it's extra hard. And, and I'm wrong. Sometimes, you know, I've, I've, and there, there have been places that I thought would absolutely be successful that, is, that have also like failed and, and some of them failed, um, you know, kind of massive, massively. So also, but I, I think I have a decent, I, I'm probably right more often than I'm wrong. I, I, I feel confident saying that. It's so unfortunate that the passion doesn't really matter. Like 
it's cool and it, the food probably will taste better. But if you don't have the business side and the marketing side down, you probably are going to fail. Like that's unfortunate, but it sounds true. Yeah. Well, and and that's you know sometimes sometimes there there's because there's a romanticism about like food and restaurants, right? And there in and I'd ex, I would extend this like cover beer too, and 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 there's there's this dynamic in like the craft beer world as well, whereas you know, sometimes people or businesses are looked down upon because they're not in it for the right reasons, man, you know, because they're in it to make money right. and they know what they're doing. And that, that doesn't mean they can't be good at their jobs, but that is, that is sometimes I think there's, there's a little bit of romance in the, the person who's like slaving away and making this wonderful food and really getting by, but doing it the right way. And then if you're too polished and too corporate, even if you're not corporate, um, but if you come across as like too polished and too corporate, or too business savvy, frankly, I think that's the underlying thing is that there are some people that are just like, oh, I don't, I don't, care. I don't like that place, you know, that, that's almost looked down upon um, in, in some ways, or it happens when smaller places in Columbus get to be a point where they're more professional or more polished, like there's inevitably the, the quote unquote haters that are like, you know, I liked it better back in the day, you know, when, when those people that own the business were probably fearing every day for their livelihood, you know, so, <laughs> behind the scenes, but it's, but, but back when they were the cool place, you know, so. <laughs> So do you have an example of like a really, really just amazing dining experience that just like blew your socks off? Um, th this is a, a, a recent one. It's the one time, um, the, the one time we, uh, have, my wife and I have gone out uh, to dinner inside a place during the pandemic and we went out uh, to the refectory. So again, I, I kind of wish I had a better answer, but you know, the reason we went to that place is it's a place we've been to before and it's a place we trust, uh, not just to, to sort of operate in the best ways during this, you know, quarantine and these weird times we're in, uh, but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a, an, an indulgent uh, uh, experience, you know, with, with like, you know, everything you get is going to be well done. And, and there's just this professional touch and, and you're just cared for there um, and, uh, and attended to, you know, in a way that, um, you know, you should for a place like that. I don't expect every place, you know, I don't expect Chipotle to, to treat me like that, obviously, but, um, but, you know, we wanted an experience like that. And, uh, so we went there and it's, you know, multiple courses and they have a wonderful sommelier who, you know, is, is, you know, a real deal, like, you know, super, super honored in, in, in the industry. And, and you can have that conversation where it's like, oh, we kind of like this. And he just comes in and like, well, try this, try that. And, 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 you, it, and it's experiential, you know, it's not just getting a meal, like you're having, um, you know, communication with your, your servers and your sommelier and, and they're, they're enhancing, you know, the experience with their knowledge. But that's a bit, <laughs> that's a bit on the ridiculous scale because it's, it's, it's certainly not a place you're going to, you know, go to regularly, but, um, you but you know, yourself, man. yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I agree. I agree. You know, what's funny to me about like a place like the refectory, for example, is the experience is so crucial to that price point. Meaning if it was only carry out only, I would never tell mm -hmm. anyone to go there. Like if you have <laughs> to wait, like even if it's only 25% capacity, I feel like you have to dine in there. Like carry out would be delicious, but you know what I mean? It's not going to be the same coming out of a plastic box and then you're drinking mm -hmm. your bullshit wine at home. Like you need to have, you have to eat dine in there. Would you agree with that? Um, I, I, now we did do some carry out from them and I think they did an okay job at trying, you know, you, you, you don't get the experience obviously, uh, but the quality of food is there. So, so um, I would, I would actually say 
if people were curious about the refectory, that might not be a bad way to try it because the food alone is less expensive than going there and like getting wine. And you do miss out on a big part of the experience. But if you were curious just from a food standpoint that um, uh, the carry out there or, or other places is, is a good, you know, is a good way to maybe kind of dip your toes into trying something that you've wanted to try or, or, or haven't, you know, obviously conceding that you can't um, uh, replicate uh, the, the experience in your home. So what about the opposite end, the worst, do you have like a worst dining experience that comes I, to mind? I do. I will not name, I will not name the restaurant because it is still operating in Columbus. And, uh, uh, I may have even told you this story before. Like this is, this is just like, it just stands out as, it's just the worst. And it wasn't a food issue. It was like a classic like service issue. So I went to a place a few years ago. It was new. Uh, we were there, there were six of us, three couples, and I ordered a dish off the menu and, you know, the, the, the waiter goes away and he comes, but by the time he comes back with everyone's food, uh, he has everyone's order right, but mine, he gives me the wrong, the wrong food, the wrong dish. And, uh, I, I'm like, I'm sorry, this isn't what I ordered. And he looked at me like I'm an idiot and says, yes, you did. And I'm like, no, I didn't. The, and then I, I say the dish that uh, uh, that I ordered. I'm not sharing the dishes because uh, it was an exotic. It was like an exotic meat, so I think it could if it could potentially give give the place away if I if I shared it. But anyway, so I I'd ordered some some odd thing that was on their menu, and the guy was like, "No, you didn't order that because we are out of that." And I'm like, "Well, I ordered it, and you didn't tell me you were out of it." Right. And then one of my other friends at the table was like, he, that's what he ordered. I heard, I heard him say that. And then the waiter like gave me just the, the meanest look and just stormed off, like no other comment, just like stormed off. So I'm like, all right, this is weird. And, uh, and I was mad. So I'm like, well, I don't want this dish. Like, and I don't want a, you know, and finally like, a, and it took the manager like too long to come over, you know? The, the, first of all, the, we never saw the waiter again. He disappeared. Like, I, like he never came back to our table. And I was trying, I was trying to be respectful about it. Like I was, I was angry, but I wasn't like calling him names or anything. I was just like, I was more angry at the argument. You know, not that they were out of it or that he screwed up the order. It's just that he was so insistent that that wasn't what I ordered. And the manager comes over and was like, can we make you anything else? And at this point, I'm like, my friend, we're, everyone else is almost done eating. Like, no, I do not want any more food. Um, and then like to, to quote, like, I'm not trying to get anything out of this. Right. I just like want a base level of, of like acknowledgement and they, they, to make things right. Um, they just did not charge me for the food. I did not eat. They didn't pick up, they didn't pick up the other part of, of the tab. They didn't do anything other than not charge me for food. And they told, and they're, and they're like, oh, you know, we're not charging you for that. And I'm like, oh, the food I didn't eat, you know, thank you for not charging, charging me for that. So, and I have not been back to, uh, I've been back to that place once and they also screwed up my order. Even if the customer did order the wrong thing, it's a pointless argument. Just apologize and say, what can I get you? Like, and also yeah. I, don't, I don't understand why they took it so personally, like, because to me, it sounds like you were very polite and you're a nice guy. So I'm sure you were polite. You weren't. Yeah. Polite. Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't happy, but I was trying to be like an adult about it. You know, <laughs> you shouldn't have to eat something that you don't want to. Like, I think that's an unreasonable request. And I think you mentioned something very important is acknowledgement. I think customers love acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a silly idiot server and I would forget people's stuff all the time. And I would just tell them the truth. I wouldn't even blame it on the kitchen. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. And they would usually laugh. Like they'd be so shocked by my honesty. <laughs> 
So this guy could have just accepted the L, apologized, but then he had to make it weird and storm off. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, and a, a friend of mine ended up writing. I was not a, I, I was not, I've never been a Yelper. I've, I've never actually liked it uh, for, for a lot of, I think, obvious reasons that some of the problems with it. But one of my friends who was with us that night was a Yelper and left them just a brutal review, just an absolutely brutal review on, on my behalf. I didn't ask him to do it. He felt compelled to. But, that's cool he defended your honor I'm yeah yeah and I, that's that's one of the times that i you know because because look you 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 were a server i you know i was a i was a a bus boy at a restaurant that had some serving duties i worked fast food like i've i've, I've you know done jobs in the the food industry and you know customers can be awful oh, like, yeah. they can be brutal you know <laughs> Um, they, they can be just horrible and demanding and they don't have any power in their real lives. So they try to project it onto you, a person who's beneath them. So they just yeah. like, you know, maybe their wife hates them. Maybe their boss is a jerk, whatever. And so they go out to eat and they're like, I have power now. I'm going to make this guy's life a living hell. Can, can I, can I, can I ask you a quick, quick question? Yeah, of course. Have you, have you ever had someone do the move where they put like the, the stack of ones on the table and then like take one away every, every time they feel that, that you, oh, yeah. that you have done, you've actually, that you've seen, cause I, I, yeah, that's, that's the worst. Those people are the worst. So it was actually a two top of like stereotypical Manhattan businessmen mm -hmm. uh, suits. And here's the funny part, spoiler alert, they split the bill and the guy puts like a 20 down on the table. And then like, I don't know what happened, but then all of a sudden there was like 15 on the table. He took the 20 away, put a 10 and a five. And I'm thinking like, what the hell happened? And he's like, oh, the busser brought us bread, but he didn't bring us butter. So we had to ding your tip. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I just ignored him the rest of the meal. Like I was giving him no love because it's a principal thing. And I would rather make $0 from them than to give them the satisfaction of like me busting my ass to earn that 20 back. Yeah, yeah. But they're trying to help you, man. That's what you don't understand. They're trying to make you better, Anthony. Another annoying thing customers would do is they would order a water and they would squirt Mio in there. And that pissed me off. I'm like, you got to order yeah. a soda or something. So luckily where I worked, we were very busy. So the customer was not always right. So I asked my manager, hey, the six top, they all ordered waters, but they're drinking Mio. And he's like, charge them for soda. That's bullshit. So we charge them for a pitcher of soda. And obviously they were very upset. But what are your thoughts? Do you think a customer should be allowed to use Mio or should they have to pay? Man, I, I've actually never been, I've never seen this or been confronted with this question before. So, so. I don't know, man. I, 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 my, my gut is actually, I kind of think no, but I get it from the restaurant perspective, you know? I mean, I guess I would argue you're not, you know, it's their Mio, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not the restaurants. So, you know, I, I, I get how it's, it's shitty. I don't think I would do it. But a two liter of soda, is that different? If I bring a two liter of Coke, is that different? Yeah, that's definitely different because well, I mean, yeah, I guess, right. This is, this is interesting. <laughs> I had never thought about this, right? Cause you're right. You wouldn't bring a two liter. You, you wouldn't bring your own drink into a restaurant. Right. You know, for, you know, for example, wine, if we're going a little fancier, we had a, right. so you can bring your own wine, but you got right. 25 bucks. So. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. I guess, I guess the, the, you know, I've, I'm almost in my, in my brain thinking of Mio, like, like if you brought sugar packets, like or like if you had your own like special like you know maybe Splenda or whatever and you're you've just gone out to restaurants so many times and they don't have it so you bring your own like you know I guess I'm equating I'm, I'm seeing Mio more like that as a as an additive rather than the drink but but your um uh, your, your your point's a fair one about uh you know you wouldn't bring a, a, a soda in there I've had customers bring all kinds of crazy things I worked in an Italian restaurant in Times Square and one time this dude ordered a shrimp scampi 
and he asked for ranch dressing, which we don't have. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he goes, no, don't worry, I got it. And he pulled it out of his backpack and just smothered his shrimp scampi and ranch. And I was like, I'm not even going to fight you on that one, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> you earned it. Now, when you cook, do you follow recipes like religiously or you just kind of say YOLO and just throw it all in there? For the most part, I'm a pretty strict uh, uh, recipe follower with, with things like you know, things I've made a lot, I, I, I feel like, you know, steak, like I don't look up how to cook a steak, like I know how to cook a steak. Right. Um, although I did for a while, you know, but, but also like I am, you know, I don't know if it's like, a, I don't think it's, it, it would be OCD, but like, I still read the box for the Kraft macaroni and cheese, even though I probably made that more than any food in my life. I still look at the box every time, even though I know it's like, you know, four, you know, quarter, you know, four tablespoons of butter and it's like a, a quarter cup of milk or, or whatever. I still like read it, keep checking the box and make sure I'm making it right. I just buy the fancy, uh, the super millionaire, the cheese is already made. It's in that little packet and you just, yeah, yeah. He's out. That's what I yeah, fancy the with cheese. I'm very fancy. <laughs> Upper feast, baby. I, I will tell you one of my favorite things to make, and it, it could only barely, barely qualify as, as, as cooking, but I, I've been making it since college, and it's one of the most satisfying uh, uh, things that I make. It's just taking the dry ramen noodles and, uh -huh. and, you know, making them, boiling them up, but also making like Campbell's soup, just like cream of chicken or cream of mushroom usually, and I like the creamy ramen noodles. And instead of doing the, the water-based broth, I put the noodles in the soup and I put the spice packet in the soup and I mix it up and it takes me like 10 minutes and it is so stupidly satisfying to me. Um, and it's just literally a can of, a can of soup and a, a packet of ramen. That sounds really good. My fancy ramen, what I do is I just cook the ramen like normal, throw an egg in there, get that egg cooked, and then just add butter. And sometimes I'll put cheese, but usually just butter and an egg, I feel like is churches it up enough. You seem very chill. Do you ever rage? Oh yeah. Not, not, oh, not, not with, um, not with like cooking, Okay. you know, so just with, with life in general, maybe, but, <laughs> uh, but not, not in the kitchen. So I am usually my, my role in the relationship here is, is sous chef. My, my wife um, really enjoys to cook, re really enjoys cooking and uh, does the most of the hard work, but I will often be in the kitchen uh, uh, helping chop uh, shred cheese, things like that. Um, okay. And then, so if someone were to come to Columbus for the first time, or maybe they live in Columbus, but they're not a foodie, what three mm -hmm. restaurants would you say they have to try? The first one that popped to mind, I would say Ray Ray's, Delicious. you know, yeah, certainly, you know, I, I, we're not one of the famed regional styles of barbecue, you know, but they're just, it's such, it's so just satisfying, you know, I mean, if you like barbecued meat, in good sides like it's it's like i don't think i've ever had a bad a bad meal there plus you get the the experience factor particularly if you went to like a place like land grant you know if it's a nice day and you can get a beer and sit out at the sit out at the picnic tables you know that's that's a hard uh, you know when the weather's right that's a hard experience to beat yeah for sure so i'm trying to think of things that feel distinctly columbus in some ways not not that ray ray's cooking is specifically columbus but it's like you know, I'm trying to avoid the temptation of saying go go to like M or the refectory or like a nice place, um, although people should. What about like a Thurman's? I feel like Thurman's is pretty Columbus or like maybe Schmidt's. Yeah, I was I was also sort of trying to. So I will I will I will do um, 
uh, I'll take the Schmitz idea, like certainly like go to Thurman's or Schmitz, but, but you can find that on the internet, right? Anyone that's going to Google Columbus food is, is not that you wouldn't find Ray Ray's, but you know, Schmitz and Thurman are probably the, you know, two of the first three or four things that are going to come up. Jenny's ice cream probably yeah. going to come up, you know? Um, but, you know, the, I will, I will stick with the, the German and say, um, I like the, the Gamut beer garden in uh, over in old town east they do really good uh german style beer that they make uh they make there um but they also have the german food they have they have you know good brats and and uh a sort of german fare so if you wanted the the german experience without maybe the uh, the weight yeah. of of schmitz um you know uh, gamut gamut is a good place it's funny i feel so rusty because i just haven't been going uh, to places, you know, yeah. I think the other one offhand and this verge is a little, maybe a little fancier, but, uh, Giuseppe's in Bexley is just a place I love. It's an Italian restaurant. It's like classic old corner Italian restaurant, but the food is just so good. Like if you like Italian food, you know, like, I don't think there's a dud on the menu. Uh, their, their cocktail list is, is, is great. You know, they have good bartenders there. Um, it's just another place where I always have like a very good experience. I think of a lot of places in terms of like specific dishes, like I'll, I'll crave a very specific, you know, things that drives a lot of our, um, our decision-making. I know you asked for three and I gave you, I gave you three. So what pizza place would you suggest for Columbus? Okay. So my, um, I like Mikey's, um, my favorite is honestly like hound dogs. You know, we, ha we have to, we have to drive to get it because they don't deliver to where we're at. But just like when I want just like a big, I just want a pizza. Like when I think of pizza, like I think of something like, like hound dogs, you know, as good as like Harvest or some of the nicer pizza places in town are, that's like, that's a different type of pizza craving. I also really like Pizza Hut still. Maybe that's a controversial opinion. So would you say Pizza Hut above Domino's? Yeah, as far as the, the 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 big chains go, like I and it's it's, I guess it's probably partially nostalgia because like Pizza Hut was like every other Friday in our house growing up. Like one Friday would be Chinese, and then the other Friday would be Pizza Hut. And I just I still love it. You know, I don't I don't have a uh, I don't have a foodie defense of it. Um, you know, I think uh, people that don't like it, I don't have a problem with it. But you know, I grew up eating Pizza Hut. I still really enjoy eating Pizza Hut. Um, I don't get it that often, but every now and then I will treat myself with a, a with a thick crust, uh, cheese, extra cheese and pepperoni. Nice. You ever do the stuffed crust? I'm a stuffed crust guy. I have certainly plenty of times in the past. I think I've gotten away from it. So as, I, as I've gotten older, I have found I, I am not quite as indulgent uh, as, as uh, I used to be. Uh, we live in the German village area. And one of the, the bummers for me is I'm just not a fan of any of the like the, I would eat several of the, the pizza places right next, right near us, but it's just not my choice. You yeah. know, it's not, it's not, if I'm paying, it's not what I want. So we actually oddly do not have like the pizza place that we can just call and say, Hey, I'd like a large and in, in, in some breadsticks, you know, like uh, I know there are those places down here, but they're just not, I, they're not my favorite. So. Um, I feel like I've asked you everything I wanted to ask, but if there's anything that you'd like to say or any kind of story or anecdote or. Oh, you know what? Los Gauchos is a is a good recommendation for 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 people. You know, yeah. there's a couple of those around town, and and those tacos those tacos are great. You're so right. Los, Los Agaves, I 100% recommend it. Los Agaves, phenomenal, um, super cheap and super delicious. Is that the one in Clintonville? Yeah, I believe you went there recently. 
I did, yes. yes. And I it, the post did well, thank God. <laughs> I didn't have to delete my account. <laughs> Whenever my posts bomb, I always say I have to delete my account, which it's so random, which I know you probably don't care about social media numbers, but I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I try not to care that much, but it is, you know, um, whether it's just a comment I make or an actual story or something that uh, uh, that I've, I've written, you know, you do want that affirmation you know, yeah. to, to show that you're doing a, a good job or people appreciate it. So and where can people find you on the social medias? Uh, I am uh, on Twitter only because I am, uh, well, I'm on Facebook, but that's, that's more for me and you. Yeah. It's not, not for the people. Right. So um, I am on Twitter at, at Dan Eaton biz first. And that's B I Z one uh, S T. I tweet a, a, a fair amount about work, but also about movies uh, and beer and uh, uh, pictures of my dogs. 